It's Sunday morning of week 18, and yes, the rumors are true. I am 2K Richer. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. You can hit me up on Messenger. I'm a little hungover. I have no idea how I didn't drink enough water, Um, but it kind of is what it is. So (laughs) we're going to go through the write-up. Uh, it's week 18. You know, there's a lot of twists and turns on this one because there's guys that can come, you know, supposedly going to be playing this week and then they end up sitting. Um, I think I've, pr- I, I believe I've pretty much got through everything. Um, and kind of have a really good idea on who is definitely playing and who's not. Um, just because there isn't, Somebody in the article does not mean that you cannot play them. Um, you're more, you're most certainly welcome to. Uh, these just these happen to be the players that I'm the most comfortable with, right? So, um, you know, if you get into the say the Cincinnati Cleveland game, I love Nick Chubb to death. I have no clue. I have no clue if he's going to play a full game. That's the whole thing. These are guys that are basically going to be in the game the whole time. We're going to, you know, at least get the max value um, <clears throat> of their play. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I did not drink enough water. Um, you get you'll get the max you'll you'll get the maximum amount of effort for your dollar that you're spending on the player, basically. So you're going to get full games. Trying to stick to the games that. Um, have a lot of meaning, you know, playoff considerations and stuff like that. So, um, if value pops up and you think it's really good value, you may be. And we're talking like in the late slate, right? So those late game, late afternoon games. If you happen to, we happen to have a guy that's out uh, at running back, and then it it brings up, uh, you know, more value in there. Absolutely, you can do that and then be able to do a switch out somewhere else. That's stuff that we're going to need to pay attention to all all of the early games. So I won't be working on the target sheet until the later afternoon games. Um, really wish we would have been able to have the Chargers-Raiders uh, game on the regular slate, but we got it for a showdown. Um, I guess maybe I can try and make it two days in a row. We'll see what happens there, but uh, let's get into the article. Let's get it done so I can get this sent out um, and give you guys plenty of time to um, kind of mess around. I have actually, now that I think about it, and I didn't put them up yet, I have made my cash lineups. Um, I can read through them here 
after we get done. Um, I'm just going to draw them up here. But uh, yeah, the so the Pittsburgh Steelers general manager, uh, what's his name? What's his stupid name? Oh, I don't even know now because I just put it away. Um, he's <laughs> he's going to leave. He's going to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers, but not until after the draft of this year. And it's like, if I was, if I own the team, I would just be like, uh, no, if you're going to leave, you're just going to fucking go now. Cause I really don't want you here. So, um, why, why would you want it? Why would you want a guy to sit there, go through the whole draft process for you and then leave and then bring in another GM? The other GM is going to be like, what the fuck? I don't want this shit. Can I have a want to go in a completely different direction? I don't get that stuff. That's happened before, and it continues to happen. It's just like if you're a team owner, I I understand if the guy's been there for a long time, you know, and um, and he's earned the respect and stuff. That's fine, but get the fuck out of here. I got my own shit to do. If you're not going to be here, so it is what it is. Let's get going here, quarterbacks. Cash game. Kyler Murray, 8,435 and 7,400. Good for second, second, and fourth. Cardinals need to win win to try and capture the NFC West division. To have a shot, they will have to take down the Seattle Seahawks at home. Seattle's defense has steadily gotten worse the last three weeks, and their secondary is just a shell of what it was entering the 2021 season. This is a good spot for Kyler, and I expect him to have a really good game. Best seller, salary is over on DK. Uh, definitely for sure. Do like Kyler Murray. I do like that Arizona game um, with Seattle. I like both sides. I like both sides. So um, that is one that can be stacked, <clears throat> in my opinion. Uh, using most the most of the uh, uh, the wide receivers. Uh, Zach Ertz over at tight end. And James Conner, maybe, maybe, maybe. We don't 100% know that he's going to play, but I believe he's going to play. So, Tom Brady, 8,135 and 7,500, good for fourth, second, and third. Numbers aren't going to show up, but this Panthers secondary is in shambles. It is. It's getting hit by COVID and injuries and will not be a problem for Brady, even with the Antonio Brown distraction hanging over their heads. Mike Evans and Gronk both have incentives to make sure Tom gets the job done this week. We'll get to it when we get there. Uh, best prices over on FanDuel. I do like Tom Brady this week. Uh, in that uh, Tampa Bay passing offense. Matthew Stafford, 7,429 and 6,700, good for 9th, 9th, and 7th. Loving Stafford this week against the 49ers, as not only is the San Francisco secondary... Come on. Stop tweeting at me. Secondary in shambles, but even with his low salary, there are going to be people too afraid to play him because of his struggles at Baltimore last week. He's at home this week, so he should be really comfortable. The Rams are trying to lock up the NFC West, so the offense will stay busy. Also could have Cam Akers in that game. So um, if you're using Sony Michelle in seasonal, just go ahead and use Sony Michelle. Cam Akers probably take a couple of um, take a couple of carries away, but nothing of real importance. They're just going to try and ramp him up for the playoffs. GPP, Josh Allen, 8,840 and 8,100. Good for first across the board. 
Buffalo needs to win to take the AFC East and are facing New York Jets. With a salary, I'm not going to look at Allen and Cash, but in GPP, he should draw low ownership, and we know what his upside is. That's the whole thing. It's a price it's it's a price point thing. It has nothing to do with the matchup whatsoever that he's in GPP. Although it does give me a little bit of hesitancy of what he did last week um, against Atlanta, but uh, I think they'll be good. They should be good this week. Taysom Hill, 7,700, 32, and 6,200, good for 7th, 6th, and ninth. If it wasn't for his inflated salary, I would probably have put Hill in cash, but when you are priced above my Stafford on two of the sites, I'm going to go in that direction. He would be more of a cash slash GPP guy in DK, uh, but I would rather pay the $500 to get Stafford. That held up, that held true until last night. Um, that's why the updates went out, because went back through it, consulted with a couple of people, um, you know, on the lineup builds and stuff like that, and uh, was able to change some stuff around. So I did. I built I built the cash game lineups last night during the game, so I was ready to go um, this morning. Uh, I will tell you that Matt Stafford is in every lineup across the board, so that's kind of where I've, you know, made my home. Running backs cash. David Montgomery, seventy six hundred twenty five and sixty eight hundred, good for tenth, ninth, and tenth. Uh, Montgomery is priced up, but he is on somewhat of a roll right now to finish the season. And against the Vikings, I am willing to go back to the well in cash. What I saw in Week Seventeen from the Vikings was a team that effectively quit before the game even started against the Packers. Will Minnesota score some points with Kirk Cousins back at quarterback? Yes, but this Vikings defense is going to give up plenty of points to this Bears offense. I don't have any David Montgomery in my cash lineups. You can do it if you do two running backs, but then you're either going to have to go two tight end or you're going to have to go uh, four wide receiver. I decided not to do that. I decided to go back to the well with the three running backs. Um, so I don't have any David Montgomery in cash. Will I have him in GPP? Yes, I'm going to put him in a GPP lineup or two. Uh, definitely because it, it's a good matchup. Running backs against Minnesota have been getting it done the last uh, two to three weeks. So good to go there. Here's another one. Okay, so Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris, 7,400, 22, and 6,700. Good for 12th, 18th, and 11th. Ramondre Stevenson, 6,500, 21, and 5,900. Good for 23rd, 21, and 21. Um, I would like to hear any news on this coming out early, but it is in the later afternoon games. If Damian Harris is out, I have no problem putting Ramondre Stevenson in a cash game lineup, trying to pay down just even that much more. Um, but I mean, it's going to be tricky. I doubt they're going to announce anything like that. If it was me with New England, I would rest Damian Harris because it's a hamstring, but it sounds like he is going to play. Um, they are trying to win the AFC East. They need Buffalo to lose, um, but they need to handle the, handle their business down in South Beach against the Dolphins. So I would expect the Patriots to follow the Titans' game plan from last week and use a heavy ground attack to get the job done. I'm unsure about using Harris with his gimpy hamstring if he would play. The correct move would be to sit Harris and give Stevenson the backfield since they will be going to the playoffs anyways. 
and need to have their top RB healthy. If Harris sits, I will be looking at Stevenson really hard for cash this week. That was what I wrote up. Uh, just like I said, I would. The smart, like I said, the smart move is to sit Harris. I don't know why they just haven't done it. Um, advantage type thing. I don't know. We'll have to pay attention this morning. So, not really going to be able to do a lot of, uh, um, send out a lot of updates. Oh man, this thing is doing exactly what it was doing last week. There's too much shit on my screen. <laughs> so it messes up the, uh, it messes up the, the article. Get back there. Come on. There we go. All right. So AJ Dillon, 7,323 and 6,200. Good for 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, Aaron Jones is questionable this week, and the Packers have already clinched the first round bye for the NFC. I expect the Packers to sit Jones this week and hand the backfield workload to Dillon against the Detroit Lions. I also don't expect the Packers to have quarterback Aaron Rodgers in the game for too long, which means backup quarterback Jordan Love will be in the game. That would mean the team would lean on Quadzilla to get the job done in the Motor City. That one I'm waiting on with Aaron Jones as well. Um, but even if Aaron Jones plays, it's probably going to only be for a series, and then they're and then they'll send him. So uh, AJ Dillon should be good to go this week. Donta Foreman, here's a guy that I've got everything. So uh, sixty-nine hundred twenty-three and fifty-seven hundred, good for seventeenth, fourteenth, and twenty-fifth. I could put Dylan in. I think I got Dylan in over on Yahoo because they're the same price. Did I put him in there? No. No. Come on. I expect the Chiefs to win on Saturday, which they did, which puts pressure on the Titans to win this game against the Texans to secure the AFC first-round bye. This is huge, right? There's only one team that gets that bye in each conference. Foreman has been an absolute workhorse in place of running back Derrick Henry, who will be back for the playoffs. This might be Foreman's last chance at leading a backfield and proving to the team that he needs to stay in their plans, even with King Henry back in the field. So Donta Foreman is a guy that I've I've got all shares across the board, uh, especially over on DK. The price is fantastic over there. So yeah, yeah, he's in all the lineups. Devin Singletary, sixty seven hundred. Ooh, pardon me, twenty three and six thousand. Good for twenty. 14 and 18. It's the Jets, and he is still being slightly disrespected by not raising his salary up a bit more, considering how many running backs will be sitting out arrested early this week. He's my favorite RB of the week. Uh, very good pricing in there. Um, like I said, it's still too low for what he's putting out. <clears throat> so can we expect a 20-point-plus 20, a 20 game in here? I think so. As long as we don't get any injuries, it, Devin Singletary is the way to go here. Keyshawn Vaughn, 5,917 and 5,300, good for 33, or 33rd, 29th, and 29th. And I put in here, because this was the addition last night, the big addition. How the hell did I overlook the most obvious chalk piece you will still want in cash this week? Le'Veon Bell is straight garbage, and for the salary that you need to use on Vaughn, it's going to open up so much more for our lineups, which it did. Just stick him in and forget about it because you are using him for a straight value piece. I do not mind if you use either Brady, Evans, or Gronk in your lineup with Vaughn um, in cash, okay? 
So it's kind of like it, anybody who plays DFS basketball, DFS NBA, um, DFS hockey, not so much in hockey. It's it's really kind of this is kind of a basketball move when you you're just using a straight up value piece. So you can open up your open up your pricing window elsewhere in your lineup. So that, my friends, is uh yeah, that is something that got added real late last night. So had to make sure to get it in there. Um I can't believe I missed him in the first place. GPP Jonathan Taylor, ten thousand two hundred forty and ninety three hundred, good for first across the board. Uh, only in GPP because of salary this week and not because of the matchup. If you can afford him, he will bring you a safe amount of points in cash. But to me, it's unnecessary, and I'll spend up elsewhere in my lineup. It's just whether or not he can actually reach, you know, say on FanDuel, is he going to reach 25? Um, on DK, he's got to reach not, he's got to reach about 27. We've talked about it that uh, he has not been getting the uh, passing work, passing down work. So that's a bit of a worry. You might see a lot of Naheem Hines in this game. So GP, GPP only, and I'm not doing too much. I'm just going to save Jonathan Taylor pretty much for the playoffs. James Conner, 7,031 and 6,300. Good for 15th, 4th, and 14th. So FanDuel and DK, best pricing. Uh, if Conner is clear before the game against the Seahawks, he is going to be the top dog of the backfield. There is no Chase Edmonds. He is out. Okay, that was that was put out on Friday that he was going to be out. That's why I knew that Connor was going to be the guy that you're going to want. So I really like his salary on Fanduel and DK this week. But why is he so priced up on Yahoo? Uh, Thirty-one dollars is very high for him. Um, I'd love to trust him in cash since fellow running back Chase Edmonds is out this week. But I just can't wholeheartedly trust the play. Michael Carter, 5,819 and 5,000. Good for 34th, 23rd, and 41st. Uh, an RB against the Bills. He was tearing it up last week before a concussion. If there is one player that I will look at for correlation against the Bills stack, it is Michael Carter and no one else on the Jets. Now, I will say in here that the New York Jets, no, they did not bring in it. That's right. They brought up a wide receiver. So with Michael Carter, though, you're, you are going to have Tevin Coleman there. You're going to have Ty Johnson, uh, Austin Walter, the very underutilized LaMichael P. Ryan for whatever reason. But so Michael Carter is not going to be a cash game option because there's so many guys there with Coleman clearing COVID. You just you you, you just can't. Don't put him in your cash lineup. I would love to have him in a cash lineup. You can't have him in a cash lineup. We don't know what's going to happen with him coming off a concussion. So, Cooper Cup, cash, wide receivers, 10,041 and 9,700. Good for first, first, and first. Uh, I think I want to pair him with Stafford and cash this week. That's full honesty. It is extremely difficult. It is extremely difficult to try and get him in there. I've done it on two sites. I did it on FanDuel, and I did it on Yahoo, the two half-pointers. I can't get it over on uh, DK. I'm going to keep trying, 
and seeing if I like it. Um, but for right now, the lineup that I have over there, I'm probably going to leave it because I really like this lineup. Um, I'll go through it, but yeah, it's difficult. I know what I said at the top, that I, and I know I said here that I'm trying to do it, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. Outside of the other two sites, like the Yahoo and the FanDuel one, the lineup ended up actually really good because there's value, there's certain values in other spots that I really, really liked. But DK, DK is trying to, if you want to fit it in there, they're trying to force your hand into some really, like, if, <laughs> like if you don't like the Keyshawn Vaughn and Defonte and uh, Deontay Foreman plays, ooh, you should see the other shit that you have to do to get that to work. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Justin Jefferson, 8,500, 34, and 8,100, good for fourth, third, and fifth. Uh, to me, it appeared like Jefferson was the only one who wanted to play last week in Green Bay, and against quarterback Jalen Johnson, he should have a hell of a day. Should have a hell of a day. It's going to be a, in, in a dome up in Minneapolis. Uh, should be a pretty pretty decent game. Uh, the price is a little bit high, so but I have to give you options outside of Cooper Cup at that higher range uh, to fit in there. So who else? Mike Evans. 7,800, 27, and 7,100, good for 6th, 7th, and ninth. Evans needs 54 receiving yards for his 8th straight season of over 1,000 yards. He will get it this week against cornerback Keith Taylor. Uh, he should be the top option outside of Gronk, uh, but he'll definitely be the top option with Antonio Brown now for the wide receivers. Stephon Diggs, 7,700, 27, and 7,800, good for 7th, 7th, and 6th. Uh, Diggs needs six receptions to get 100 on the season, which sets off a 750K escalator for the remainder of his Bills contract. Josh Allen will get him there. Deontay Johnson, 7,627 and 7,600, good for 8th, 7th, and 7th. I still like Johnson this week, even with Big Ben looking like complete shit last week at Heinz Field. I think the passing offense will look uh, better against the Ravens this week in Baltimore. That's kind of, this one is, do you trust it? can you put trust and it's not even Deontay Johnson it's it's fucking Roethlisberger so uh, tread light tread carefully with that one uh, Amon Ra St. Brown of the Detroit Lions 7,500 25 and 6,800 good for 9th 10th and 12th I did say lock him in he's going to have a fucking field day against the Packers secondary they're going to sit a lot of that secondary and that's why um, and then it, it was an even better matchup it was it was a good matchup even with Shannon Sullivan in there. So with them sitting a lot of guys, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get Jair Alexander back this week. Um I would expect the rookie Stokes probably get a rest in there. But uh even if they play, it's gonna be a little bit softer coverage. And the slot has always been the weak point of the uh, Packers pass defense. So, Amonara St. Brown, I'm pretty much locking him in uh, wherever I can. Uh, the price, over, I think on Yahoo was the only spot that I couldn't get him in there. Um, yeah, Yahoo was the only spot I couldn't get him in. I got him in over on 
FanDuel, and they got him on DraftKings. DraftKings especially is where you're going to want him, um, which is actually his best pricing, so that's good because you want that full-point PPR. DK Metcalf. 7,200, 22, and 6,900. Good for 11th, 14th, and 11th. Love him again this week. Um, I doubt he's going to get three touchdowns, but if he gets you one, if he gets you one in 50 yards with six catches, hell yeah. Uh, Breon Borders Bookstores is at cornerback against DK Metcalf this week, filling in for the injured Marco Wilson. Uh, get DK in your lineup because the Seahawks are going to try and win this game against the Cardinals down in the desert. They're going to try and play spoiler. Brandon Cooks, he was added to. I had him in there, and I must have accidentally erased him. But um, 7,124 and 6,300, good for 12th, 11th, and 14th. Best price on DK. Uh, forgot Cooks, for whatever reason, it's hard not to like him. as nothing more than a one-off against the Tennessee Titans defense, who bleeds points to the wide receiver position. And Cooks is the only game in town. Even if he gets... His value all in garbage time points are points, so this might be a late, uh, late in the game type surge. You'll be sitting there, and you'll be like, "God damn it, fucking Roy wrote up fucking Brandon Cooks," and then all of a sudden at the end, like do 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 do, and you'd be like, "I really should apologize to him, but I'm not because he's such a piece of shit." So, Michael Pittman Jr., 6,600, 19, and 5,900. Good for 18th, 19th, and 18th. He's a hell of a value in a matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars to see him getting his first TD since week nine. Week nine. I think they, I do think they try to get him that touchdown. And I don't have enough Michael Pittman. I'm going to put him in GPPs, though. Because I think there's so much focus on the Colts beating the shit out of Jacksonville that uh, he's going to get overlooked. It's not all going to go to Jonathan Taylor. So, But that's interesting that it's been nine weeks since he last had a fucking touchdown, and it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Odell Beckham Jr., 6,500, 21, and 5,800. Good for 19th, 15th, and 21. I like up first in this matchup, and then we'll look to Beckham if going with a full Ram stack. You can do them as a one-off, too, in cash, because I did it. Um, hold on one second. I had to sneeze. I didn't want to sneeze over everything. But uh, at his salary, you're sure to get back value with a TD versus cornerback Josh Norman. Um, so DK is where I have Odell Beckham Jr. in my cash game lineup instead of Cup. That's kind of how I differentiated it. If I expect um, Stafford to have a really good game, then I can go with Beckham um, as kind of the secondary piece of that offense. You know me; I like the pair. You don't. You don't have to pair. Okay, let's let's make that abundantly clear. You never have to pair your quarterback and your wide receiver. I just happen to like to do it. Um, if I can, if they're in good matchups, I expect that Rams San Francisco game to kind of go off here. So that's why, that's why I've done it. Uh, Darnell Mooney, 6,300, 21 and 5,900 good for 21st, 15th and 18th. I did not write anything up for him. Why did I not write anything up for him? Um, he's, he's getting going again. And 
Oh my goodness. I'm he's getting going again. Come on, let's write this out. And it has everything to do. Good lord. With Andy Dalton at quarterback. If you actually look at the target spreadsheet, his best games are with Andy Dalton. So, um, that's why that's why he's in here. That's why I'm kind of more comfortable putting Darnell Mooney in there at his lower price uh, price point than say David Montgomery. So he is a value um, across the board. Uh, so that's kind of why I'm on Darnell Mooney, and they are not done. The Bears are not done playing yet. Um, even though Matt Nagy's going to be fired, they're not going to save his job. But yet I'm still surprised that I did not catch that last night. But I do like Darnell Mooney. I do. Ooh. Taylor Basati. Ooh. Ooh. Christian Kirk and A.J. Green. Christian Kirk, 6,200, 17, and 6,000. Good for 22nd. 27th and 17th, A.J. Green, 5,700, 15, and 5,400. Good for 34th, 41st, and 27th. Christian Kirk needs 61 receiving yards for 1,000 on the season and a nice personal milestone. A.J. Green needs 10 receptions to get to 60 and 75 yards to get to 900 on the season. For A.J., that means $250,000 for each mark. I do like Kirk more in the matchup, but either one will work this week. So the decision, leave the decision for last in your lineup and just use who fits, or you can just use AJ Green first and then work up the Kirk, or you can put Kirk in and then work down to AJ Green. So like both guys, like I said, I like Kyler Murray this week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see if I'm right. Hopefully I'm right. I'd like to win more money today. Marvin Jones Jr., 5,400, 13, and 4,300. Good for 49th, 59th, and 54th. Uh, those are really hella good values for him. Uh, and guess what? He needs four receptions for a nice $500,000 bonus. And if he could get 14, that turns into a nice $1 million. Don't see him getting the $1 million, but I do see him having a decent game against Indy. GBP Debo Samuel, 8,800, 32, and 8,500. Good for second, fifth, and third. Why is he so fucking expensive? Oh, yeah, because he's worth it, even in shit-looking matchups, according to the data. Second to Kittle, in my opinion, though, against the Rams. A.J. Brown, 7,400, 29, and 7,000. Good for 10th, 6th, and 10th. He's in a good spot, and he's really the only target in town. The only question is whether or not... The Titans need to really get him involved against Houston. That's the big question. Yes, they need to beat the Texans. But do they need A.J. Brown to get going to beat the Texans? That part I don't know. I just don't know. Gabriel Davis, Buffalo Bills, 5,200, 17, and 4,900. Good for 58th, 27th, and 38th. His price has come down a little bit. I almost included wide receiver Cole Beasley with this spot, but Davis has been the one who has stepped up the most lately for the Bills, and his ceiling is incredible. It's Diggs first, then Davis for me. Yes, I do believe that you can put 
uh, Gabriel Davis in cash and use him as a value piece uh, for this week. Tight ends, cash, Mark Andrews, 8500 30 and 7500 Good for first across the board. Yes, he is very expensive on FanDuel. Uh, Pittsburgh has, done, has been decent against the tight end position, but he is quarterback Tyler Huntley's guy in the passing game and only needs 141 yards to break the all-time record for receiving yards for a tight end in a season. Uh, that's achievable with the way that they have been playing um, this past couple of weeks. Matt Nagy likely to be fired after today's game versus Minnesota. <laughs> no, stay there, Packer fans. Let's get him. Let's sign a petition. Ooh, Mike Zimmer not likely to return either, huh? All right. Rob Gronkowski, seventy-four hundred twenty-one and sixty-three hundred, good for second, third, and third. Doesn't look good on paper, right? Gronk needs seven receptions for a total of fifty-five receptions. 85 yards for 750 receiving yards on the season, and three TDs for a total of nine TDs on the season. Each mark earns him $500,000. You don't think his buddy Tom isn't going to try and get him at least the first two? Think about it. Think about it. They're boys. They're boys. George Kittle, 6,926 and 6,700. Good for third, second, and second. Kittle has had incredible success against the L.A. Rams during his career and should do good yet again in a battle to make the playoffs and Jimmy G back under center. Now, there is talk that Trey Lance could be the starter. If Trey Lance is actually the starter, I would probably back off from that. I would back off from Kittle and go to Debo um, just because he seems to he seems to focus more on Debo than he does on Kittle, which is really fucking weird considering the fact that he's right there fucking in front of him just throwing the fucking ball but it is what it is pat fryer muth oh we going back to this well 5219 and 4600 good for 11th 6th and 8th i like tight ends against baltimore you can kiss my ass gpp zach ertz i can see zach ertz in cash though to be honest with you. So he is more of a cash slash GPP play. 5,620 and 5,300. Good for 7th, 4th, and 6th. Um, so it does kind of give you a nice option between the big three at the top and Pat Fryermuth if you'd like. If you're more comfortable with the Ertz in there. I like the wide receivers more against the Seahawks, but Ertz is in play. I will tell you that you will want a TD from him to pay off for his salary if going here. Except on DK. DK, he can probably hit that value pretty easily. Um, can he do it? If Jimmy Graham can do it, so can Zach. So, Hunter Henry, fifty six hundred seventeen and four thousand, good for seventh, eighth, and tenth. Honestly, I needed another GPP tight end, and Miami has given up points to the position. He, of course, needs to score a TD to pay off because the volume of targets will not be high. It's not going to be high. He's only going to probably catch, you know, maybe two or three balls. So you need one of them to uh, be in the end zone. Which is, it's possible. It's possible. Um, the reason why stuff is getting hard is, is hard to kind of fit this week is because I don't really want to fuck around with the defenses, right? Uh, paying up for the most part, take the good options. It's kind of like last week. Kind of we looked at that. So New Orleans Saints, 4,900, 19, 3,400. Uh, good for second, fourth, and sixth. I have no faith in the Atlanta offense against the Saints defense. 
Uh, Indianapolis Colts, 4,800, 22, and 3,800. Go for third, first, and second. They play Jacksonville. What what else needs to be said there? Uh, Tennessee Titans, 4,700, 18, and 3,300. Good for fourth, sixth, and seventh. Uh, they can force quarterback David Mills into turnovers, and Mills will keep throwing, which it can lead to more and more points. I think Tennessee Titans have a really good defensive day. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 4,200, 21, and 4,000. Good for 10th, 2nd, and 1st. Sam Darnold and Cam Newton are on the other team. Then I have no issue playing the defense against them. GPP, also known as the pay-down defenses for cash. Um, New England is at the top. 4,600, 20, and 3,600. Good for 5th, 3rd, and 4th. It all depends on what kind of what Miami team that we're going to get. If we get last week's Miami team, then yeah, I guess you know we're all in on the Patriots. But um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's there's something scary about whenever the Patriots go down to South, go down to Miami. Just always something there. So you know, New England would be p- playing for the division title. Miami's already eliminated from the playoffs, but. You know, they'd like to stick it to Bill, old Bill, old Bill. The Washington football team, 5,000, 15, and 3,100, good for first, tenth, and ninth. I know it's the Giants, but we're talking about the douche canoes here. This also might be the final time I can write them up as the douche canoes as they're getting the final name change. Um, I think you could take the value of... You know, especially on Yahoo and D. I'm I'm talking Yahoo and DK. Uh, you could take their value over there and be just fine with it. Um, it's just whether or not it's kind of whether or not you trust the team. I think they're going to be pretty high owned on those two sites because they're priced down so so fucking much. But um. And it's the new and and it's the Giants. We saw exactly what the Bears did last week, so they're going to be highly utilized. I haven't gone there. I think except on DK. I think that was the only spot that I did it. Uh, the new GPP, also known as the fucking play at minimum price for cash. I'm kind of struggling with this one. It is the Dolphins' defense. We have seen what the Dolphins can do. Uh, Thirty-five hundred, seventeen, and twenty-four hundred. Good for nineteenth, seventh, and twenty-third. There's a thin-veiled case for them this week against New England, who have always had to have seemed to have a goofy game appear down in Miami. Um, like I said, they're they're probably going to bring it bring it pretty tough this week down there in Miami for the Dolphins. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a low-scoring defensive effort in here, but we'll see. So currently, here's what I have. On FanDuel, then we'll go to Yahoo, and then we'll go to DK. Uh, so at quarterback, I have Matt Stafford. At running backs, I have Keyshawn Vaughn, Deontay Foreman. Wide receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, and Amon Ross St. Brown. At tight end, paid down to Fryermuth. I don't care much for this, but it is a hell of a savings. Um. So I would probably leave it unless, of course, you want to pay down. If you pay down at your defense, you're probably going to be able to pay up at the tight end position. So um, so for Ironmuth and then Devin Singletary in the uh, flex spot 
and Tampa Bay defense. On Yahoo, ah, on Yahoo, we have Matthew Stafford, Keyshawn Vaughn, Deonta Foreman, Marvin Jones, Cooper Cup, A.J. Green, Rob Gronkowski, Devin Singletary, and the Tennessee Titans defense. Now, see, these can get even better. See, because on FanDuel and Yahoo, I can still drop down from Cooper Cup and spread that out a little bit. Um, it's just a matter of do I am I in love with Cooper Cup? Do I have to have him? On FanDuel, it's very easy to fit him in because their pricing is so loose. Yahoo, not so much. So, I mean, I do like the AJ. I like AJ Green. I love the fact that Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski is only $2 above uh, Pat Fryermuth on Yahoo, so you might as well just put in Rob Gronkowski. Um, it's just whether or not I like Marvin Jones. I mean, I guess. I guess I kind of like him, Marvin Jones. I guess I kind of like it. It's that whole, I'm, I'm trying to get used to this whole paying up for wide receivers every once in a while because we've had to pay down at running back, which has allowed us to have more salary. So I don't know. It is what it is. Finally, DK. This is the lineup as of right now. But it probably is going to be the lineup because it's about the best combination that I've been able to find. Matt Stafford, Deonta Foreman, Keyshawn Vaughn, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian Kirk, which you can go down to A.J. Green if you want to go off through the incentives, and then pay down from Odell, but this one fit better. Odell Beckham Jr., Pat Fryermuth at tight end, Devin Singletary at the flex spot, and then the Washington football team against the Giants. And that is the lineups. That's not to say that they won't change, but, I mean, if you want to use them as a base... Um, and then work off of there. If it makes it a lot easier for you, then I am all for it. Basically, consider them example lineups, right? Example lineups. I don't hand out any fucking lineups. You make your own shit, goddammit. I work hard enough. I don't need to make you some fucking lineups. You can at least do that, right? But this is the last regular season episode of the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. We move on to the playoffs. And we will continue winning for the next month and a half. Have a good one. Good luck. I will talk to you tomorrow on Monday. Now, what I mean by Monday is I'm going to record on Monday and then have the podcast out on Tuesday because, you know, with seven teams going in each conference, so that's 14, 14 teams, right? But only 12 are playing, so that's six games. Three for each? Is that correct? Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. So we got six games. I'm going to have a lot of time this week, so we're going to get back into the podcasting. And uh, 
Yeah, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about this upcoming offseason and what's going on, what we have planned uh, for the doghouse fantasy football, uh, including uh, our trip to Vegas. Peace out. Good luck.